1: If you are caring for a person with autism, great information from a trusted source can be a lifeline. Welcome to Autism Spectrum Radio. We are here to have the conversations that will help you create success for the extraordinary individual with autism in your life. Now, here is your host, Rob Haupt.
2: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Autism Spectrum Radio. I'm your host, Rob Haupt. Um, I'm the Vice President of Business Development at Autism Spectrum Therapies. Uh, we're an agency that provides therapy, uh, ABA, OT, speech, uh, and actually about to start providing some more psychological services too, which I'm really excited about, uh, to individuals with autism and related disorders across the country. Uh, as you guys know, I'm a, I'm a BCBA and I've been uh, in the field working with kids for about 12 years now, or I should say kids and adults because that's where I started. Um, and I am, I'm back from New York. You know, I, I took that trip. I was telling you guys about, uh, I had a great, great time, had a, a real good time with my, with my dad and, and some, some friends of ours and just really got to enjoy, uh, a, a trip back East, which unfortunately becomes kind of harder and harder to take, you know, every year where it's, you know, work and, uh, and family here in California and, all the different things that we've got to juggle, it, it gets harder. Um, you know, this week we we've we've got a show that I'm really excited about because we're going to go into an area that we've kind of danced around, we've alluded to, we've referenced. Um, so I'm glad we're going to have a dialogue that's a a, a little a, a little bit more in depth to a specific topic. But um, you know, before we get there, um, I had an had an interesting conversation. Uh, just the other day, I was talking to a parent uh, just yesterday, actually, and it was a it was a tough conversation. It was it was an easy one, or, or sorry, it was not an easy one. It was one of those conversations where there there was certainly a, a mutual degree of respect and appreciation for one another, but there was no way we were going to see eye to eye. We we both kind of knew it. We both kind of acknowledged it, and um, you know. We, we talk about a number of different issues, but, you know, one of the big the big things we were talking about is kind of who in the ABA program that he had was the critical piece. Um, for, for those of you who don't know, you know, ABA, uh, you know, BCBAs like myself, we don't do the direct intervention all the time. It's actually pretty rare for us to do the direct intervention, you know, each hour with the child. We, we play more of a supervisory role. We're more of a, a, an architect. You know, we, we, we design and develop these programs. We, we create a plan and then we train people to execute this plan. Um, you know, and It's, it's kind of similar to the conversation we had months and months ago with, uh, with Dr. McWilliams where he was talking about the idea of an, uh, a therapist versus the idea of – or sorry, he was talking about therapy versus services – And that idea that, you know, anyone can be trained to provide therapy. Parents can be part of the therapy. Teachers can be part of the therapy. um, On and on. And it's kind of that idea where I can create this team who can be trained to to follow and implement the program. And this dad and I had this ongoing debate about who was the critical piece. Um, Dad's belief was... You know the the people, the therapists, the the interventionists, as I like to call them, who are in my home every day. Those are the people who I open up my home to, who I trust, who I see working with my child. That's who's critical. And and as much as I agree with a lot of what Dad was saying, I, I wanted him to know from my my experiences and from my my time in the field that as important as that was to not disregard. The supervision team and and this became this back and forth about which which part of the team was more critical as he had some concerns about just not really about the overall program but he just he had certain requests as with regards to the people um and they weren't completely unreasonable but they they also just didn't jive for me for a lot of reasons and as we got into this conversation i i, I really was able to to take a step back and say well you know, this child is getting, I believe, 20 hours a week of ABA. Of course he's going to form a connection with the people who are in his home every single day. And, and the dilemma that I took from it wasn't so much of dad needs to open up his mind or, or see something differently or, or uh, being about dad. It's about how do, do I as a professional make people more aware of of what my role is and the importance of it. And and make them understand the plan, the importance of this plan and the importance of the vision. And it, it just became one of these things of, you know, how do certain, certain roles, a lot of us have them where we're only with a child one day, two, or sorry, one hour, or two hours a week compared to someone who's there 20, 30. Uh, I've seen a lot of times this happen with teachers and a child's paraprofessional where the parents become very attached to the one-to-one and don't have that relationship of the, with the teacher, and it really felt like something where it's an obligation on my end to as much as possible educate my families, um, help my families, get them to see um, or, or help them to see my point of view uh, without minimizing what they've got to do and, and ordinance of their staff um, so it's just it was just one of those dilemmas I knew I couldn't solve overnight, but one that I think it's important for us to kind of be aware of that th- there are these greater teams and, there's, and everyone is playing a critical role, um, and when the team is running smoothly, you know everyone's role is as important as the other. It's a true you know united we stand type of team. Um, not just one person is is the centerpiece of this. I mean, truly, if anyone's the centerpiece of this, it's probably the parent, not any of us on the professional end. So I don't know. Just it, it got me really thinking about you know what what we're doing and, and how these conversations need to maybe be framed differently even from the get go. But enough about my philosophical debates and these arguments and and uh, and these back and forths about idealism. Um, today I'm, I'm joined by a, a really interesting guest who who I'm really excited to talk to. Um, my guest today is uh, is Mike Ramirez and and he's the owner and head trainer of special fit special fit is a program that's focused on promoting health and fitness to children and teams and teens with autism and related disorders Um, their vision is to create a place where children with special needs can get trained by fitness experts who have an understanding of developmental disabilities the philosophy of the workout program is based on three principles neurological physical individual based um, and the program is created to enhance physical performance and address the unique challenges that kids with autism face. Um, they have a mission, which is to uh, make this program accessible to all children with special needs throughout fitness training and educational tools in order to promote a healthier and happier lifestyle. Mike, thanks for being on the show.
3: Thank you for having me.
2: Um, you know, I'm really,
3: here
2: today. oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad to have you because we've, you know, we've talked about Sports and we've talked about social skills and we've talked mm-hmm. about even adapted PE. Um, mm-hmm. And we've always kind of talked about fitness and the and like how does fitness play into this? But we've never actually had someone on the show to really specifically address it. So I, I'm just excited we're filling kind of this void in the dialogue we've had so far.
3: Absolutely. Um, it's definitely one of those things that, like you said, adaptive PE and we've all been exposed mm-hmm. to. You know, a lot of these different types of therapies and I really saw that fitness was one of those things that was not being targeted as much in the lives of children with autism.
2: Yeah, no, it it definitely isn't. I feel like it's only something I've really started thinking about in in the last few years in, well, I should say in a more mature way because I got exposed to it but in a really odd way and then kind (laughs) of lost track of it but uh, I'm sure (laughs) we'll get to that. You know, tell me... To to give us a foundation for this conversation, you know, why don't you tell us about what Special Fit is?
3: Special Fit, as you say, it's a a fitness program that's targeting children with autism and related disorders. Um, But underneath that foundation, what we're really looking at is we're targeting real fitness. So Mm -hmm. as you mentioned, we talked about adaptive PE, which a lot of times it it is a very useful uh, thing to have in place in the schools. Um, But I wanted to really target fitness in the way that impacts daily functioning. And so we really focus on functional movements and how to get kids to really exert their bodies Um, because I started to realize that there are a lot of characteristics in children with autism that um, really seem to impair their daily functioning, low muscle tone, um, low energy, things like that. And so... We developed a program that really targets these areas that seem to impact uh, children with autism
2: and how did you i guess where what was the um, the inspiration for starting this program
3: um, The inspiration really came uh, through a friend um, they knew that I had a background in working as a as a therapist first and um, but through that relationship, they knew that I, through the years, you know, was exposed to a lot of fitness. Um, I used to be a high school baseball coach, and part of that uh, entailed conditioning my athletes. I also uh, worked with a lot of individuals to uh, rehabilitate professional and uh, college, Division one college athletes in the summertime. So I had kind of like a foundation in both areas. And, uh, I know you had, uh, Edo Kadar, the author of Edo and Autism Land on a few weeks ago. Yeah, And, um, so I was introduced to Edo and he was really like the inspiration that, that, uh, sparked this whole program because, uh, they were looking for somebody, but they really didn't have somebody that they could employ that, um, that had both understandings, you know, and that's, one of the things where that really um pretty much sparked that in my mind that I really started to realize that there are a lot of professionals out there that have that understanding. You know, we have therapists, ABA and floor time and all the different disciplines. Um And then you have physical trainers, mm-hmm. but rarely do you see somebody who possesses both knowledge bases so that they can work on some of these skills that these kids really need. And, uh, so that was really the inspiration is through meeting Ido and, uh, and just seeing that there was this lack of fitness and exercise uh, being applied to children mm-hmm. with autism.
2: Nice. Well, I want to make sure we have plenty of time to, to really get into to fitness. So let's mm-hmm. take a quick commercial break right now. And after the break, we'll talk more about fitness and teaching kids Great. with developmental disabilities how to be more fit. We'll be right back, everyone.
4: Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness.
1: Autism Spectrum Therapies is proud to present Autism Spectrum Radio. At AST, we see a world where people with autism dream and achieve their full potential. Our promise is to support families through our extensive resources, highly trained staff, and outstanding programs. Call us today and let us know how we can best support your family at 866-278-1520. To find out more about AST, visit our website at www.autismtherapies.com. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter, Autism Spectrum Therapies, supporting extraordinary individuals and their families. Visit autismtherapies.com or call 866-278-1520.
4: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: This is Autism Spectrum Radio. If you have a question or comment for our host, Rob, or the guest, please send an email to more info at autismtherapies.com. That's more info at autismtherapies.com. Now back to
2: the program. Hey, welcome back to Autism Spectrum Radio, everyone. I'm joined today by uh, Mike Ramirez, the owner and head trainer of Special Fit. Um, you know, we started talking during the break about something that Mike you just said um, right before our, our segment ended. Um, you know, I was telling you how I, I went to this this lecture um, about probably about two years ago, and this really really well known, respected BCBA on the East Coast basically was in front of the room talking about um, fitness and working on a, a, with a, a young woman in her early teens who really needed to um, work on her physical fitness for a number of health reasons. And she said, you know, we, we, we BBAs think we can do a whole lot of things and we think we can teach pr- just about anything. And we could, have, we could teach this child to work out, but that doesn't mean they're going to get fit. And she mm-hmm. kind of did what you said it's you know it's just be you need that fitness background, so she educated herself and and ultimately became a personal trainer and The things she started saying, I was like, I would never think to do that in my program, and it really emphasized the importance of just because I could teach someone to work out like having someone who knows fitness, knows the reps, knows what's actually going to make the child healthier is is a a critical thing that can't be replaced.
3: Absolutely. It's it's one of those things that um, when I first started the program that really got me thinking is how am I going to get these kids to actually perform the functions of fitness? Because I had worked for over 13 years as a behaviorist, but when I thought about fitness, Mm
2: -hmm. it was one
3: of those things that I just thought, you know how am I going to get somebody who may have lack receptive or expressive communication skills to understand what I want them to do, and then right motivate them enough to do it. So it was yeah. definitely a challenge.
2: Well, and and that was going to be my next question for you: is the motivation? It's you know I I remember starting out. I, rem- I remember being in a gym ten years ago with a couple of my guys. Um, they were all teenagers. They were all doing, I mean, to say that this was fitness was probably uh, a, a, an extreme exaggeration. But just <laughs> the stuff we were doing was so unmotivating. They just were like, they wanted nothing to do with it. This was the, the epitome of non-preferred activities was <laughs> this. So how do you, how do you, I, I got to figure getting the kids motivated, has to be one of the first steps you you have to get figured out to get them into this program. Like, how do you do that?
3: Um, basically, one of the concepts that I always keep in the front of my mind is to make the exercise as pleasurable as possible in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So not trying to place too many demands up front. You know, I don't, I don't get in there right away and say, hey, we're going to do a bunch of things. Um, I really try to give them uh, small uh, goals that they can accomplish right away. Um, and Mm -hmm. it could be just attending to the activity. It could be, and, uh, you know, that ties back to, you know, my behaviorist days that, you know, sometimes we just need to create a little bit of success up front and that keeps them coming back for it.
2: So do you find that there are, you know, we, we talked about the, the physical, potentially physical limitations, potentially communication limitations. You know, do you find that there are certain exercises or activities that are generally like a really good starting off point to help you in, in as you said set these smaller goals?
3: Um it's difficult because the one of our philosophies is the individual. Mm-hmm. Um so in the NPI model that we have it, which is the the i part the individual based it kinda comes from the philosophy like Stanley Greenspan's floor time DIR model that mm-hmm. every every person is an individual and they have their own unique abilities and uh so we view each child from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. So if we have a kid who's maybe has a lot of sensory issues or um, you know, likes to you know, likes to add deep pressure or something like that, we may say, hey, he may like the stretching component a little bit more, so let's focus Mm -hmm. on that in the beginning and front load him with some of that uh, Mm -hmm. sensory input through the stretching, and that may Mm -hmm. be a little bit more pleasurable. Maybe they like a fast-paced kind of fun game type of uh, play. Maybe they're more drawn to things like that. So we really look at the individual and say, "What, what are their needs? But then we're also looking at the physical aspect and saying, okay what what do we need to work on? so how can we kind of blend everything together and mm-hmm. uh design a program that's specific to that individual
2: so since you're using more of that like as you said that greenspan type of model um to start from that you know their interest level or their their areas of strength um mm-hmm. do you is it that like the first day or two is the child exploring? Is there, um, is it like a trial and error? It's like, how, how do you start it off to like to figure that out or is it just parent report? The,
3: the first thing we do is we evaluate, we assess, we, we sit down with the parents, we get some background information on their physical attributes. We want to know about their diagnosis. We want to know, um, how it impacts their daily functioning And then we assess, and we basically assess um, some basic functions of fitness. So we're looking at pushing, which is pushing an object away from their body. Mm -hmm. We look at pulling, so pulling an object towards their bodies. Um, We look at bending, which is like squatting or doing sit-ups. And then we look Mm -hmm. at rotation, which is around the torso. And then we look at locomotion, how they move their body in space and so when we assess these things we look at why either they can perform the function or why they cannot. Is it is it a behavioral issue? Is it a cognitive issue? Um, or is it just part of their diagnosis? Is it the motor planning? Is it um, anything that has to do with either their autism diagnosis or whatever uh, the case may be and so we look at those things and then we we design the program. So initially after we assess, then we can develop and scale and modify exercises so that if it's a lack of strength thing, then we say, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to focus on these muscle groups and we're going to strengthen these muscle groups until they can do the prescribed movement.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow. You know- <laughs> It's so funny. I'm listening to you and all of a sudden like my football days are coming back to me where you go to the weight room and the strength coach is in there and he's like, all right, you're going to do this. You're going to do this. And and they did did so much of the same thing. And so it's just it's so cool to hear just these these awesome concepts that are really about human beings and the human body being being used and and applied to uh, to a different population that we don't always think about. That's really cool. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I. You mentioned um, uh, before the the idea of breaking things down and communication. Um, and I was curious. I, I have to assume you work with a lot of kids with all different modes of communication. I mean, Ito being one of our guests, obviously. You know, Ito is using his um, his iPad to communicate and to type. Um, how do you? What are some of the things you do to make sure that you guys are communicating effectively to um, the kids you're working with? And then on top of that, are there special things you do to help make sure that there's that understanding? Because obviously, um, Ido, to sit and type back to you, hey, I understand exactly what you want could take a little while. And I know the pace of a workout is very important too.
3: Absolutely. Um, to address the communication question, yeah, we definitely work with a lot of different uh, individuals, like Ito, that can that can type, and some that are not quite to that level. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, meeting Ito actually really shifted a lot of my uh, perception of children on the spectrum. And so, we go in there with the philosophy that there is that intellect intact. In and yes. that if they can't perform it's because either they're they're not quite focused in or they need some sort of prompting or some sort of a cue to help them or a modification to help them engage into the training. When I'm working with Ito, for instance, even though he uses the letterboard and and the iPad for the most part he understands everything that I'm required, you know, I'm asking of him. But there are those moments where he's taught by his uh, whatever his body is compelled to do in that moment. So I have to constantly redirect on days where he's not as focused. And so we will use um, we always use whiteboards and, and clipboards to show, you know, what we're what's on the uh, menu for the workout. Nice. So try to keep that pacing going by using that visual cue. Right. Um, but if I see, you know, that there's something, some disconnection between what I'm telling them and they're not quite understanding, I always assume that, uh, you know, that I'm not providing them with enough, it, the the right information to connect those dots. So I, I either look at it's got to be a visual cue that I need to add or, or they just need some redirection or some form mm-hmm. of uh, communication on my end to help them bridge that gap so that they continue with that pacing. Because yeah, the pacing is, is really key to our workouts. Our workouts are, are high-paced, they're high-intensity because there's such a short window um, where you can get a child to really fully exert themselves. Right. And we use a really systematic approach to keep them going in that short amount of time so that we can get enough calories burned and work on those muscles so that they get really a good amount of fitness in a shorter amount of time.
2: Yeah. I mean that, that to me has got to be, you know, as I think that's got to be the hardest thing is, is keeping that pace going. Um, although I probably, I've worked with some kids who would probably have no problem with the pace who would probably (laughs) wear me, who, you know, they used to wear me out trying to do some of our stuff, but (laughs) I, you know, no, go ahead.
3: I, I definitely have a few of those. I was just laughing because there's there's one kid in particular that I have that I mean he could he could go on for days. I mean he's he's just one of my all stars and he's one of those kids that he as soon as I walk into the door, I mean he's ready to go. He pulls me in and he's like ready to do his pull ups and do wow. his own routine. And so yeah, it, it, it's extraordinary. Yeah,
2: that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you know, I want to um, I I, I really want to talk about some of the the, the other benefits. Um, and some of the, the, the greater successes um, that you're seeing with, with your kids, uh, not just in the program but outside of the program. But I want to make sure we have plenty of time to talk about that. So sure. we're, we're almost going to be at a commercial, so why don't we take a commercial a little early so that way we have plenty of time to talk about um, some of the success stories and, and some of these other benefits to the workouts. Uh, we'll Can be right back. Perfect. We'll be right back after this.
4: Better voice america health and wellness
1: autism spectrum therapies is proud to present autism spectrum radio at ast we see a world where people with autism dream and achieve their full potential our promise is to support families through our extensive resources highly trained staff and outstanding programs Call us today and let us know how we can best support your family at 866-278-1520. To find out more about AST, visit our website at www.autismtherapies.com. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Autism Spectrum Therapies, supporting extraordinary individuals and their families. Visit autismtherapies.com or call 866-278-1520.
4: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: This is Autism Spectrum Radio. If you have a question or comment for our host, Rob, or the guest, please send an email to more info at autismtherapies.com. That's more info at autismtherapies.com. Now, back to the program.
2: Hey, welcome back to Autism Spectrum Radio, everyone. I'm your host, Rob Haupt, and we are talking today with, uh, with Mike Ramirez, and we're talking fitness. Um, you know, we we've spent the last segment, Mike, talking a lot about your philosophy, the program, how, how you're getting kids to really be a part of the, these fitness programs. Um, and, and what I, I, I'm hoping to maybe spend this segment talking about are some of the benefits that you've been seeing um, you know, I, I have to, or I guess, let I me mean, not make the assumption, you know, are your, are parents and, and are the kids coming back to you, uh, and reporting changes in, in their day-to-day life or in their behaviors, um, outside of, uh, your sessions and, or how their lives are improving from it?
3: Yeah. A lot of those, um, are what I call like kind of the intangibles and we're trying to figure out a way to really Collect some of this data and how it's Mm -hmm. really impacting their daily lives because we know, as you know, neurotypical people, we know all the health benefits of exercising and Mm -hmm. eating right, we know, you know, what it does to our moods and our energy levels and things like that. And so, when I created the program, I said, you know what, it's obvious what exercise does for people in general. We know we need to eat right and we know we need to exercise. So, the same goes for children on the spectrum, Uh, but additionally, when you're looking at children who have these behaviors um, and have difficulties regulating themselves, um, that's probably the biggest one that I hear most from parents is how it's changed their mood, their Mm -hmm. their overall regulation. Um, I hear things like um, improving sleeping patterns. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's due to me just... Uh, getting them to exert so much energy that by the end of the day they're just ready to knock out. But I, I've also noticed um, a lot of parents uh, describing uh, improvements in concentration and focus um, and that they're just overall just in a better kind of regulation state um, is what I hear the most as far as um, you know how it's shifted for them uh, while yeah. being in the program.
2: No, it makes perfect sense, you know. I, and I'm curious. Like, have you seen that? I don't know. Have you seen some like? It, it, one of my own thoughts would be that you know, I, I go back to my childhood. Exercising, mm-hmm. being into fitness, going to the gym, was something that ultimately allowed me to then access more things. I could play football at a mm-hmm. at a higher level. I could play football, um, mm-hmm. not just at high school and move on to college you know, and I know a lot of other friends, it's like, okay, because I exercise, I'm now into able to uh, participate in sports at at a different way. Or maybe exercise itself has opened up a new social arena where now I'm exercising regularly and creating new friendships. You know, have you seen those types of, I guess, like graduation type success stories where kids have been now able to access new sports that they weren't able to do. They've been able to create exercise programs and then do it ongoing, um, even without your, you know, your personal workouts.
3: You know, a lot of the kids that I work with already uh, do like, say sports or they play baseball or uh, some sort of activity. And I have gotten from a few parents that, that it's definitely helped in that area. And one of the things that we're, we're working into because of the way our program works is that we really try to progress children into uh, certain function levels as far as fitness is concerned. And so that graduation really comes with being able to control their bodies in in a way that they wouldn't have been able to do uh, just by doing, say, occupational therapy or uh, Mm -hmm. physical therapy. We're really building kids to really you know move their bodies you know to like to give you an example doing a pull up is is hard for everybody it's one of the is the hardest exercises to do and uh to get a kid who's really low muscle toned and really fearful of getting his feet off the ground uh and and not being able to motor plan that movement to graduate them into doing something like that really gives them that control to be able to you know be in charge yeah. of his own body. And so it, to address the social issue, one of the things that we're doing is that as we progress kids through these movements and being able to control, and not only that, but to also be able to attend to a full workout and understand what's required of them, we are developing more and more groups and uh, to to get kids together, to work out together. And so the more they graduate and be able to control their bodies, uh, then we we get them involved more in the group setting where they're they 're all working out together they 're all doing the same type of movements on their own scale and um so it's it's it 's definitely one of those things that has impacted the, the social the social piece
2: that is, i mean that makes so much sense because i you know looking back, some of my best friends were regularly the guys I worked out with you know mm-hmm. the guy who who spotted my workouts and who i spotted his workouts like those guys those are some of my closest friends um throughout my years and so right. there i and you don't think about working out as one, as a social activity but mm-hmm. there's so much social interaction in the gym every single day if you just go to like a a 24-hour fitness or something
3: absolutely
2: that's really cool that's a really cool idea um so one of the myths, you know, one of the things I remember, I remember when I was in uh, Massachusetts, uh, I worked in a group home for uh, a couple of years, uh, 15 to 22 year olds. And uh, I remember, you know, I remember this myth being said. I don't remember where it came from, but the idea of, you know, these are big guys. A lot of them had some pretty uh, severe aggression and we were always trying to get them to be in better shape, to work out, to, um, to get some exercise. And there was that myth of why would you ever want aggressive kids, these big, aggressive kids to work out? Wouldn't it be more likely for them to hurt someone or to be aggressive? Um, you know, what what would you say? I, I guess, have you heard that myth? And is that something um, or, or what would your answer and response be to that myth? Because I, I can't imagine that being something you're uh, you're in favor of.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. Um I haven't heard that myth, but I have uh, parents who are concerned about that, you know, as their kids Mm -hmm. grow and get bigger, uh, becoming, you know, even if they have already had aggressive behaviors. And many of the kids that I do work with do have these aggressive behaviors. And so sometimes our our sessions can be a little challenging because we have to address that issue before we Mm -hmm. can even get into, you know, working out, you know, Mm -hmm. just for safety reasons. Um, and the my only answer to that uh myth it would be that if we can help kids control their bodies and be more aware of what they 're doing, um, that is the the way that I kind of the perspective that I take that if they 're going to yeah. be aggressive anyways let 's let 's teach them to control their bodies. one of the things that I do. With kids, is I always narrate. I'm always talking to them about what it is that we're doing, mm. um, and then having that dialogue with them to to understand where they're coming from as well. Um Some of the kids that I work with, you know, they they they'll show some aggression, and I and I always take it as communication. What are they trying to communicate with me? Are they out of breath? Are they fearful of their heart beating fast? So we ask those questions. Are you okay? You know, tell me what's happening if they can tell me or if they can type it or if they can't, I assume it. Okay, let's take a break. You look like you need to breathe for a minute, you know, things Mm -hmm. like that. And um, so as far as aggression, you know, I feel like if the kid, if the child already has aggression issues, they're going to have aggression issues. If we make them stronger, I feel like we're helping them control and harness that aggression and put Mm -hmm. it into the workout. And so I think it's a good way for them to get that energy that's pent up in them and and put it into something more meaningful, and more purposeful, and in a more effective way.
2: Yeah, no, I I I agree with you. I mean, I think there's um, I I remember very, very, very fondly that this debate that I actually had with a, a parent a number of years ago, and we talked about. You know, my belief was similar to yours. Is we have got a kid who's got so much stuff bottled up that's not being controlled well. That's mm-hmm. part of the aggression. We need, I, I needed to come up with ways to help him ultimately self-regulate and not mm-hmm. always rely on me having to talk to him. And we actually created a, a mini exercise routine. And we realized is the more he exercised and got some of this mo- movement out – and mm-hmm. he started to kind of get some – him actually being a little out of breath was good uh-huh. for him because he got some of this. Uh, he got a release. Um, Absolutely. And it actually did wonders. And, and now he actually goes to Gold's Gym a couple of days a week with his family. And it's wow. part of his ongoing routine. He has a membership. He goes mm-hmm. to the gym and they navigate you know, the social world of you know, going to the locker room. What's the That's proper great. etiquette in the locker room? And it, it replicates to high school and, and all these other things. So, yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I, I feel like there's a lot of, uh, you know, it's, I know it's probably not an ABA thing to, because I can't operationally define or all of this, but mm-hmm. I, I've seen the results of just, you know, just like me, I feel better when I work out. Absolutely. So too, probably does this child.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's definitely one of those things that, you know, when we're addressing these types of issues and there's always that fear, you know, of what could happen and what might happen. so I always tend to think in terms of looking at the possibilities, you know, so when I see a child who's aggressive, I say, hey, we got to take that aggression and turn it into something else. Mm -hmm. And so we're always looking at it from the lens of how can we shift that? And, and turn that into something else and something that's more positive. Um, and so, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a big issue. But I always, I always think let's, let's address it in a way that, that helps them use that energy in, in a meaningful way, in a positive way.
2: Got it. Do you have, um, you know, I'm I'm thinking we've talked a lot about the the benefits. We've talked about the exercises, you know, and 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 just talking a little bit about my about my client and my and my this family who I've gotten to know so well over the years. You know, do do you have tips for families for parents of Hey, here's what you can do with your child outside of my workouts to keep this going. Um, Because I'm sure it's got to get expensive also to do a workout every single day or every other day. So is there a day, a way to kind of balance it out where they can be involved and and support your work?
3: Absolutely. Um, Part of our program is educating um, Mm -hmm. because fitness really is one of those things that you have to educate yourself on. Um, And I think it's such an important thing for all families to educate themselves in fitness. Um, One of the things that we do on with the clients that I meet face to face is is I always take the time at the end of the session or even before the session to let them know what we're going to do, what we're targeting. Um, I demonstrate a lot of the things that we're doing. Um, Whenever possible, I tell them, videotape what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I write everything out. So whenever they have what we call the workout of the day, we put it all on paper. So Mm -hmm. literally a lot of families have just stacks and stacks of workouts. And a lot wow. of demonstrations, and so they you know whenever if I only meet a client once a week, two or three days a week, they're doing it on their own, they may call or email me and say, "Hey, I need a tip for how to modify this thing because I'm not sure he he's not quite doing it the way you you showed me, and so i'll I'll always be accessible is through email or phone calls and um to help guide them through that process so Mm-hmm. definitely it's one of those things. I understand that it's not always, you know, financially, uh, you know, people are, it's, it's tough. I understand, you know, a lot of children yeah. and families, you know, it, they have a lot of other therapies going on. And the cost of raising a child with autism is really expensive. And this is like an added thing, but, you know, I felt that it was one of those things that was really um, needed. And so I try to do my best to give them the best value for what uh you know the value that they're getting out of the the program
2: nice very cool well we've got one last commercial break we've got to take so we'll take our final break and then come back more with mike
4: helping you make informed decisions for your life this is voice america health and wellness
1: Autism Spectrum Therapies is proud to present Autism Spectrum Radio. At AST, we see a world where people with autism dream and achieve their full potential. Our promise is to support families through our extensive resources, highly trained staff, and outstanding programs. Call us today and let us know how we can best support your family at 866-278-1520. To find out more about AST, visit our website at www.autismtherapies.com connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Autism Spectrum Therapies, supporting extraordinary individuals and their families. Visit autismtherapies.com or call 866-278-1520.
0: Opinions, options, answers.
4: You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: This is Autism Spectrum Radio. If you have a question or comment for our host, Rob, or the guest, please send an email to more info at autismtherapies.com. That's more info at autismtherapies.com. Now back to the program.
2: Hey, welcome back, everyone. We're at our final segment here on Autism Spectrum Radio. Um, you know, Mike, one of the things I was kind of thinking about as as we've talked about this program and this this I guess philosophy as it applies to you know helping our kids. You know, you and I are here in Southern California. Uh, I, I feel like fitness is a is a big part of uh, of. Southern California, you see gyms all yeah. over the place. Um, sure. But, you know, we, we, we are talking to people and uh, all across the country. And, and one of the things I was curious about is, you know, if there's a parent out there who says, okay, this sounds amazing. My kid would benefit from this, but I don't know someone like Mike. Um, are there things that they should look for from a, maybe a trainer who doesn't have autism experience And or is there a way to maybe have a collaboration, like a a trainer without an autism background and maybe an autism person such as myself who maybe has a little to no fitness background? Like could that work and accomplish some of what we're talking about?
3: Um, I absolutely think it can work. Um, I think first and foremost it would be easier – to have somebody who had the understanding first and foremost of developmental disorders as opposed to it be the other way around because I've heard a lot of stories of uh, parents trying to hire personal trainers but that trainer didn't fully have that Mm -hmm. understanding Um, so that while they're well-intentioned and they are very good with kids, unless they have that understanding of where what's really impacting this child in a certain situation, then it it makes it really difficult to, you know, to kind of sustain that relationship. Um, So I definitely think it's definitely possible to have somebody who's, you know, in in the field of child development and Mm -hmm. wants to maybe educate themselves on some uh, fitness programs uh, to implement. Um, Mm -hmm. I tend to think that... um, the best way to do that is by employing somebody who maybe has a little bit of a fitness background. Maybe they played a sport or or they, they're they just an athletic person that likes to work out, um, mm. but to make sure that they do it in a safe way. And the best way to do that is you know, to make sure that they educate themselves on the proper techniques. Um, that's probably one of the hardest things to get uh, children on the spectrum to perform is, is to do things in a safe way. So that's why we... Yeah part of our philosophy is progression is to make sure that they can do it, you know, with minimal resistance at first and then progress them into being able to move the you know, weight and more resistance.
2: So it sounds like, you know, if, if, a, if you know, take me for example, I, I really would not call myself a fitness person, but mm-hmm. I know I have a sports background. So therefore I spent a lot of time working out, but I, I, I don't feel like I know true, you know, the fitness piece. Mm-hmm. So someone like me, who maybe gets exposed? Uh, who's working with a child? Who under I understand autism. I understand developmental disabilities, um, but maybe someone like me working with a child at a twenty-four hour fitness, where maybe there's a trainer who can kind of help guide me for a one-hour session to guide the mm-hmm. child, would probably be a good way to start. It sounds like
3: that would be a good way to start. And another thing that we're actually working on at Special Fit is long-distance programming. So what oh, cool. one of the things that we're we're offering. Uh, is that guidance through either through Skyping or emailing or phone calls, consultations, anything that we could do to educate and to show, and we give them that the video instruction so that they can see it um, and so that they have something that they could always refer to. And uh, so we have those tools so that we can help them and guide them. That way they can use, you know, if they have their regular ABA person coming that can help them um, as they're doing their workout, um, things like that. So or that's another way that, uh, families can access that information. And there's, you know, there's so many tools out there. I mean, I was heavily influenced on the fitness side through the organization of CrossFit. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, but their model of the way they help people progress, it, it's just uh, the systematic approach and the way they work out seem to fit really well with the model that I put together in designing this program. So I kind of blended a little bit of their methodologies along with some of my own methodologies. And uh, so there's so many tools out there that you can go out there and really educate, but definitely um, through the collaboration either with a personal trainer or a therapist or through our long distance programming, there's various resources out there that uh, can definitely help guide a family got it
2: very cool well you know with our last couple of minutes here uh, is there is there one thing you want our listeners to take away from from this conversation we've had today
3: um probably the biggest thing that i would like our listeners to take away is 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 to get involved get get into fitness um you know i understand having worked in the field of child development for many years that how busy the lives of these families can be, but health mm-hmm. is such an important thing. If you don't have your health, um, what do you really have? You know, if you're constantly yeah. in a bad state uh, health wise, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to do anything else. And, uh, the biggest takeaway I would say is to get, get involved in even if it's going out for a walk every day or, mm-hmm. um, you know, doing some jumping jacks, you know, whatever it might be is for families to integrate fitness as a part of their lifestyle so it's not something that they do that it's something that they that they are you know that mm-hmm. something that we're a healthy family because mm-hmm. we work out and we do these things together we go on hikes um, you know we we jump on a treadmill or we do some type of activity to get kids moving and to really just uh, and the other thing is to just educate yourself to get out there and just find the resources and the educational tools, you can definitely. There's a lot of information on our website, and uh, there's uh, that's probably the biggest thing I can do is just to say get get fin- fitness integrated into the lifestyle.
2: Well, you know, you mentioned your website, and, and the last thing I was just going to ask is anyone, you know, any of our listeners who want to get more information about Special Fit about you, ask questions. Um, I know your website is uh, wwwspecial fit.com. Um, and I think you're also available. You can also be found on Facebook and Twitter if I'm not mistaken, right?
3: Yes, absolutely.
2: Beautiful. Well, I think, uh, I think a lot of our listeners are going to be really excited about this. So I would not be shocked to, to get some emails and to get some, uh, some Twitter posts about, about, um, about your program and what you've got going on because I know it's, it's very unique um, and not something that I know something I haven't seen every day know, working in the field. So I think, uh, I think it's a great resource for families to be aware of.
3: Thank you so much for having me today.
2: Loved having you. Thank you so much. Uh, and, uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk to you. Uh, we'll talk to you again.
3: Thank you so much. All right. Take care.
2: Cool. All right, guys, two minutes left. Um, you know, real quick to wrap up, I I wanted to go a little bit longer with Mike today because I just, as I said, I, I feel like this is a topic that we haven't, um, we, we've scratched the surface of, we've, we've danced around it. Um, and it's one that, you know, just like you, it's one that I'm still learning more and more about, um, which, which are always my favorite shows. You know, selfishly, I, I like the shows where I'm learning as much as, as I hope you guys are learning. Um, you know, a couple of closing thoughts. Uh, we, we talked a lot today about, uh, different points about Ito, Um, and Ito uh, being a former guest of ours, I want to make sure you guys know he was on our, uh, our April 2nd show, So if you want to go back and kind of re-listen to Ido or listen to Ido's show for the first time, I wholeheartedly recommend it. I feel like it it kind of puts this conversation in a different perspective and vice versa. After talking to Mike, it puts Ido's conversation in a different perspective um, because I think it is important. And this idea of muscle tone and and regulating one's body, um, especially with the core muscles and some of the other sensory needs of our kids – You know, I I think this is really something that is uh, a foundation of some good stuff to come uh, for us to be looking at. Um, Blank for a second because I looked down and I saw I have 30 seconds. But uh, with my finals for 30 seconds, I want to thank you guys. Uh, I hope you all had a fabulous weekend. Um, I hope you guys got to spend some time with family just like I did. If you have questions, more info at autismtherapies.com. Uh, Our website is a great place to get resources, and um, please continue to post those Facebook posts, comments, questions, you name it. It's just great to keep this dialogue going after the show goes off the air. Um, We'll be back next week with uh, another show. Um, Actually, still trying to finalize our guests for next week, so we'll get back, uh, and you'll see that on Facebook, who we're with. Um, Just can't uh, announce it as definitely today. But check us out on Facebook. You'll see who's hosting in the next day or so, or sorry, who's going to be with me in the next day or so. And have a fabulous week and weekend. Take care, everyone.
1: We hope you've had some questions about autism answered this week. Autism Spectrum Radio can be heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Please join us for another edition next week.
5: Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Hi, I'm Ed Krell, CEO of Destination Maternity. We proudly support the March of Dimes work in reducing premature births. Almost half a million babies are born too soon in the United States. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and life-saving programs to help moms in our communities have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us during Prematurity Awareness Month in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit marchofdimes.com. Are you looking for a 21st century first aid kit? You don't have to suffer nor take on the increasing expense of health care. Tune in to Good Vibrations. Catch the wave to better health. Your host, Lynn Waldrop, will show you how many common and even uncommon aches, pains, and ills can be remedied through sound, color, and light. While it may sound like these are new concepts, believe it or not, these are actually ancient methods that still make sense today. Create a healthy life. Listen Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness.
0: We hear it and read about it every day in the news. Stock prices plunging, home prices receding, and unemployment rising to levels not seen since the Great Depression. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
5: Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a